0: Good morning everybody, hallelujah, praise Jesus, isn't God good, say <laughs> all the time, God's good all the time, amen, we love you guys, thank you for tuning in on Facebook, around the world, I hope you can see me, there's some traffic, we love you, we need our camera mount next, the cameraman come in the Jesus' name, touch man come in Jesus' name, in Jesus name. call him that in. We need a tech man. And then thank you for tuning in on our SoundCloud, our podcast at Word of the Ranch. We welcome you as well. We have many people I know who listen in their cars on on audio and then on our Facebook Live as well. Hopefully it won't go out again. They've messed with ministers on Facebook and YouTube, so we're going to need another platform soon. But praise God. Are we live? Yeah? Are we live? Am I coming in clear? If you're watching, can you comment right there? Can you hear me? Thank you for doing that. That's okay. As long as it says live. Okay, we should be good. Amen. See, that's why I need a tech man. (laughs) Bless you guys. Isn't God rich? Thank you, Cher, for that. I didn't know you played piano either. Look at all these gifts coming to the surface. Your latter days shall be great. Amen. We love you all. All right, Mom, stop popping in the back. (laughs) I should probably have my Bible. (laughs) You get carried away in the spirit, just forget everything, a pair of Galen. Jeez Louise. My apologies for Friday night for those of you who were there. I am investing in a huge time clock, you know, like a basketball player's in the back. That's big so I can notice the time. But it was my fault changing it from 7 to 8 just to save a little money. I should have left it at seven to nine like our first service was. So they will be from seven to nine the last Friday of every month if you wanna come on out. And that could be our new building on Sunday as well. We're gonna see if I can move up the date. That's the heritage room at the Laguna Hills Community Center as we grow. And uh, we have favor there. We walked in on Friday night and there was two people working at the head desk and I said, I wanna pay for it tonight. And he said, sure. And we got there, what was it, five o'clock? 5.30. We got there at five. We got there at five, but we didn't have the room reserved till 6:30. And um, one guy said, "Well, we're gonna have to charge you for the extra hour because I wanted to bring in all our equipment." And uh, the other guy said, "Oh no, no, no! Follow me." And he stepped in. He's like, "You're the church, right?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "You guys were so nice last time. Thank you." Young guy. I'd say he's like 21 years old. And uh, we just had favor. We went long, and we didn't have to pay for it. I mean, that's just God. Amen. He gave us all that free time. So. I'll, I'll be praying about that on Sunday. They don't open till technically noon, but the favor of God is on us. Amen? So, I ain't doing no noon service on Sunday. i right, right at lunchtime. <laughs> so, I want it stuck at 1030. So, just agree with me for favor there, if you will, in Jesus' precious name. That's only one portion of that room that we use for 300. If we open up the other two sections, you can enter from the front. It could possibly sit 2,000. So praise God. Oh, wow. That's big, amen. So I'm just gonna be believing that the chairs are filled. Then that other room's gonna get filled, and we're just gonna keep on moving back. Amen? Praise God forever. Well, thank you all. Let's pray together, can we? In Jesus' name. Also, I'm investing in a timer for my little pulpit as well, so it'll go off. And I want to get a funny sound on that one, so I know, you know. So. Yeah, I didn't even see you. Caught up in the third half. <laughs> Whether I was in the body or out of the body, I know not. But others did. <laughs> I was in Texas all week at the believer, uh, the minister's conference there. Terry Mize was there, Renee Mize. I went with Pastor Art, uh, Keith Moore, speaker after speaker. Pastor after pastor was feeding into me. Billy Brim was there. We got to say hi to her. Um, pastor Art's going to have her uh, out to his church soon. She's she's wonderful. You like Billy? Billy Brim. Amen. Uh, but I was just being fed all week, and then a couple days before that, I was in Pittsburgh at Jonathan Shuttlesworth with Jesse the Planets and him, and man, it was just pouring into me. So, hence I went long. <laughs> I hope you got something from Friday, though. It's on our online service as well. If you like to watch all uh, eight hours of that, Amen. <laughs> so praise God. <laughs> we love you guys. God is so good. Amen. God brought you here on purpose. You know, suffering through the 40 degree South Orange County weather. <laughs> I love you, Dick. Bless you, sir. <laughs> we have, we have, we just have the best people around us. God's been, you know, as you grow, the people around you just get better and better and better and we have awesome people around us so i'm privileged to have you here and uh miss linda served at saddleback church for how long how, how many years was that 15 years Fifteen years under duck field right the youth pastor amen and um we just the ministry of helps mom and dad and then john and chris mom and dad i mean it's amazing amen and then i saw ellie filling up the communion cups in the back and now my daughters are doing it the ministry of helps is a powerful thing I, I've never had more fulfillment in my life than serving, and serving in the Ministry of Helps. And I'm ordained under a pastor, Pastor Art Aragon, who is top-notch Ministry of Helps. And you ask any famous minister about him, and they'll tell you, yeah, Pastor Art's the real deal, the Ministry of Helps. So it's on us. Amen. That anointing's here for that ministry. and. Praise God. God will get you plugged in as we grow and grow and give you work to do. There's nothing better than serving. Jesus said it himself, the greatest among you shall be your servant. So praise God. Serving is of the kingdom. And, you know, we need servant leaders in this world, would you agree? And in the ministry, servant leaders that are servants first, and then God promotes them to leaders. The world backwards. You get a degree, you're not a servant heart, and you're in a position, you're in management, and you just suck. (laughs) I mean, straight up, you don't have a servant's heart, you should not be in a position of leadership, especially the President of the United States, amen? Amen. Come on, servant's hearts. You know, President Trump was prophesied into our office that when he would get into the office, then he would get born again and saved, which is what happened. So we had a servant heart in the White House, amen? And we're going to have another one back in the White House, amen? a servant heart who's for the people by the people amen (laughs) that's what government is for the people democracy for the people by the people praise god forever amen hallelujah but i just want to say i love you guys god is so good god is love and you're all called, and you're all assigned, and we're getting tighter and tighter. Arthur told me last week after he played, you know, just spending our, these years here with you, I just see everything getting tighter and tighter and tighter. And I took that word, and it, it's true. You know, we've gotten tighter. We're not a loose bunch. We're not granola Christians, complies with flakes, fruits, and nuts. We're not loose. <laughs> we don't live loosely. We're not crazy charismatic, amen? We're Bible-toting, Bible-believing Christians of the most high God. Amen. There's some crazy charismatics. Amen. (laughs) You ain't got the Word. You ain't got God. I'll tell you that much. You can flow around all you want. You ain't got the Word. It ain't God, buddy. Amen. But praise God. The Spirit moves people, but you have to stay with the Word. You leave the Word. I was involved in a ministry. I'm going here in Los Angeles. And um, he's the one who laid hands on me, suffering from a chronic illness for a year and a half. He was in Crenshaw, Tom, right up there. So that's why I know where you're from. And I went to him, and he laid hands on me and baptized me in the Holy Ghost. This was a Christian doctor in Crenshaw. And he had a lot of disciples, a lot of people under him, actors, other people, business owners, that kind of thing. A lot of disciples. And he was—he had a Bible in his office. That's the first thing I looked for. And he was a word man. And then his wife ended up passing away. He started drinking. And then somewhere along there, he left the word and started giving out prophecies. And left the word, though and that tainted me, that tainted mom, that tainted others in the ministry big time. He was admitted to a, psych, a psycho ward, mental institution. Uh, uh, one other one of our friends was admitted herself because she was going nuts because they left the word and tried building their lives on his words. Never do that. You have to have Bible confirmation for everything, amen. This is our foundation. This is Jesus himself, the word, the rock, amen. And ministries who aren't built on the word, I'm going to buy their churches they mend their buildings because they're going out. You put up a lesbian sign or a, a rainbow in front of your church and a Antifa or Black Lives Flags, you're going out of business. I got news for you. And the righteous will possess the land and buy up your churches and properties. Amen forever. So praise God forever. And I've seen ministers who I thought were so grounded go completely nuts during COVID. I was like, what the heck is going on? You know? And then they they draw back and start supporting Obama and Michelle Obama and preaching their books, you know, and, you know, skin color should not dictate your faith. Amen. Forever. We're grounded in the word. Amen. So we have to build our lives upon this. But that ministry got off and come to find out years later, I found out, you know what he did before ministry? He was a psychic. He was a psychic. So he reverted back to that when he left the Word. You'll always go back to what you know and what was familiar if you leave the Word and don't keep pushing ahead with God. Can I get an amen? Amen. You'll fall back into the same ditch, the same ditch that got you 20 years ago, if you don't keep progressing. If you can sum up Christianity in one word, it's the word advance. It's the word expand. If you're not pushing something, you're falling back. If you're not supporting the Gospel, sowing into the Gospel, spreading the Gospel, guess what? You're going backslide. How many of you know that term? That's famous in the church, backsliders. Well, they're not pushing anything. It's hard to fall back if you're pushing ahead, right? So you always got to be pushing forward. I'm always growing. I'm going to conferences. I'm staying on the anointing all this month. Pushing forward, amen? I refuse to settle. I refuse to get comfortable, amen? We're growing. Say we're growing. growing. Say "I'm I'm growing. We're growing. And you know, Dad told me in the back, we're growing. And I said, you know, as I grow, we'll grow. It just works that way. As you grow, everyone around you, everything you have, everything you see will grow as well as you focus on your spiritual growth and development. Because there's a lot of characters out there that have no character. <laughs> have you noticed? <laughs> Even in the church, there's a lot of characters that don't have character development. That means they left the Word, just like that ministry did. So I want to cover that because the Lord delivered me from that ministry, told me to get under Brother Kenneth Copeland, support his ministry and stay under the word, and told me to get under Pastor Mike Webb, who out of all the pastors I've ever heard has more word in his sermons than any other I've heard. Amen. And the Lord schooled me and versed me for eight years at Foothill Family Church under him to stay under the word of God to renew my mind from that spirit of divination, that soothsaying spirit. That's a spirit of divination, the psychic spirit. You can get possessed. You go there, let the devil in, amen? And God don't don't speak through your head. He speaks through your heart. These psychics can speak through their heart because they're possessed of the devil. The devil's got their heart, amen? But, you, you know, I learned some things, and I can I can spot divination. I, I've, I've attended some young ministers' meetings, and i they don't have the support they need to deal with the devil. You know, when you watch Benny Hinn's crusades, you watch powerful churches or crusades that happen, there's always a line of ministers behind them. Praying, that's demon control, amen? You don't let the devil go wild in your service as you're moving in the Holy Ghost. You keep him in check so he can't get in, amen. But the Lord taught me that a spirit of divination versus the spirit of prophecy, the spirit of truth. Amen. You know, prophecies, true prophecy comes to pass. You'll know a tree by its fruit. If your words aren't coming to pass for the last five years, they're false. They are not correct. It's a foul, nasty, dirty spirit that you've got to deal with, amen? And you should be at least knowledgeable to know what I'm saying has not been coming to pass. i got to deal with a familiar spirit. Because you'll always fall back into what's familiar. And that's when the familiar spirit, a devil, comes in to accommodate you. Can I get an amen? amen. So we got to rid that out. Amen? And, and the right spirit in these days is so critical. God will always speak to you so very directly. He's direct, isn't he? He speaks things. You're not going to be wondering after a prophetic word. What did he just say? Where do I go from here? No, he'll give you instructions and plans to follow it. Amen? He's very detailed. He's very laid out. He won't leave you in a mystery bubble. Amen? He wants to give you the whole kingdom. He wants to give you wisdom. He's not withholding anything from us. He's giving it all to us. So if you're uncertain after a word and it causes confusion, immediately dismiss that. God's not the author of confusion amen so if you you know you get to receive a prophetic word and it, what that did not bear witness with my heart i'm confused in the head you immediately dismiss that word in jesus precious name and replace it with the living word of god instead no i had to say that for four years because my mind was brainwashed by a familiar unclean devil a spirit of divination i had to speak it over my mind i have the mind of christ I have the mind of Christ and I could see and feel oppression trying to hit my mind and get in me and give me thoughts to speak out of my mouth. God's not a head. He doesn't give you thoughts. He gives you heart words, amen? They come out of the inside of your innermost being, your belly. Rivers shall proceed from your belly, Jesus said, amen forever. That's the Holy Ghost. He lives down here, not in your head, amen. Your head needs to be subjected to the word of God to have the mind of Christ. If if your mind's not renewed, you'll never think like God, therefore you'll never speak like God. Because you won't recognize His voice. So you have to renew your mind to the truth, the word of the living God, the rock. Amen. This Paul said, how how, how many think Paul was a a leader in the Christian faith? He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Amen. Paul said, Satan himself arranges himself as an angel of light. And he said, Test the spirits. Test the spirits. Before you ever give anyone a prophetic word, write it down or give it to them. Make sure it's from the Holy Ghost and not from your head. Because you can lead a lot of people off, and people in the church have led a lot of precious saints off, calling themselves prophets when they are not. They leave the word, they follow your words, and get themselves in trouble and danger, and it affects them, the person that gave them the word, and their whole families forever. I know. I experienced it. It was warfare. And four years of the Word over and over again on my mind is what it took to get me out of that spirit and back into my heart. The real man. Amen forever. Is someone getting something from this Word? Because false prophets are rampant right now. False doctrine, those are the end days. You're going to hear winds of doctrines and many will leave the faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. That means they're going to leave the Word. They're going to be carried away by false doctrine and prophets. But I'm here to tell you, I ain't no false prophet, because I've never claimed to be a prophet to begin with. I'm giving you the Word, amen? And as I continue to build you on the Word, then the Spirit can freely move. But I can test. I can know a foul spirit. I've seen it when it tries to come in. I've been at meetings, many a meeting. Uh, they, no, they got off again. You know, where's their pastors? Who are they submitted under? If they're not submitted, you ain't worth nothing. you got to be submitted. Who's your pastor, you know? Who's your man of God? Who's your woman of God that's constantly feeding you, guarding the souls of you, amen? Guarding your soul and your mind, covering you, amen? That's what are minister is supposed to do? God gave the gifts for a reason, amen? They're supposed to cover you, to protect you from the devil. You know, that girl with the spirit of divination said, he preaches the truth, he preaches the truth. She was speaking what was right, what was accurate in the flesh, But Paul, after three days, it said got grieved. The Holy Ghost finally grieved him. He got irritated for three days. But he only dealt with it on the third day until the Holy Ghost spoke up within him and he said, I cast you out, you spirit of divination. Yeah. She was speaking half-truths. Amen. And Paul dealt with that spirit and cast it out. Amen. I got no problem casting the devil out this place. Amen. That's what I'm called to do. That's what you're called to do. Cast out the devil. Amen. Go into all the world, preach the gospel, cast out demons, lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Freely you've received, freely give. Say, I'm a demon killer. killer. And I won't tolerate tolerate a demon in my my life. life. I I kill it in Jesus' name. Amen. Go with me to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is on the gifts. Chapter 13 is on love. Chapter 14 is in church order. Notice how God put love right in the middle. It's the anchor to the gifts, and it's the anchor to the order. If we're not walking in love, the gifts won't flow properly as they should. Wrong spirit can come in. And then on the other side, church order will be disrupted if we're not standing steadfast in love. That's what church splits are. And division. Offenses. Clarissa woke up this morning saying, I have a sour taste in my mouth. I was like, just just keep praying on that. There's some, you know, it says in Jesus' mouth, there was no found, no guile, no sourness, no bitterness found in his mouth. You can't let it make its way out of your mouth. And you need to be corrected in the heart. Amen. So that you can flow in love again, flow freely. Amen. If I've offended anyone, popcorn. I'm sending you popcorn tins in Jesus' name. (laughs) Expect. And the Lord will show me who I offended. You'll go get a popcorn tent. Don't get offended. Crazy, <laughs> you know the ones with the three different flavors: cheddar, caramel, and then they have the the colorful one, the rainbow one. Sometimes, then there's the plain butter. But I like the rainbow one better. It's great. You can sit on it. I can use it for a drum right here. Uh, it's a great gift. Hint, hint. <laughs> so, First Corinthians chapter twelve talks on the gifts amen forever let me see where we, we want to start here say the gifts the gifts, yes. the gifts. let's start in verse 27 here we're talking that he's talking now about governments now you are the body of Christ say now, now. and members individually get that unity but individuals unity sure mentioned it I was gonna call you up so members individually But one body. Get that. Individuals functioning as one. That's why they couldn't take down the Roman army. They functioned as one. Everyone in their ranks. Denise knows this. Everyone in their place. Amen. Got a veteran in the house. It helps to know those things. I think everybody should serve two years in our armed services if you live in this nation. That's a great foundation. Then you know you're you're for the nation. You're here for protection and not here to whatever. Whatever. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. And God has appointed, say God God has appointed, these in the church. In the church. So all these offices should be helpers in the church first. They should be raised in the church. They should be grounded in the church. They shouldn't just be plucked right off the street. Oh, I don't go to church, but I know I'm not my prophet. <laughs> my butt? You ain't no prophet. I prophesy. you ain't a prophet. I was raised in church. Praise God. God has appointed these in the church. Say, in the church. church. First apostles, those are missionaries. Terry Mize doesn't like to be called an apostle, but he is. Jerry Savell don't like to be called an apostle, but he is. He, he says, call me Brother Jerry. You know, there's humility there. If you're exalting yourselves and calling, you need to be have a title or a name, you're off. Amen? I've seen the the wisest, richest, longest-lasting ministers refer to themselves as their first name. Brother Kenneth. Brother Jerry. That's humility, amen? Praise God. And God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, those who plant churches, missionaries, amen, who plant churches overseas. They're technically operating in an apostolic anointing and mantle. Pastor Art as well, those who start churches. is from the, the Philippines, and he got us started. There's an apostolic anointing to plant churches, amen? Missionaries. God has appointed these in the church. First apostles, secondarily prophets. Another verse says the church is built on the apostles and prophets. That's why I have Pastor Art here. He's a prophet. That's why I have Terry here. He's an apostle. It's a firm foundation I'm laying, amen? They're built upon the apostles and prophets. I'm submitter under those men. If they say anything, I'm taken to the bank and swift change will occur. Amen forever. The church is founded and built upon the apostles and the prophets. Third, teachers. Teachers are an office in the church. After that, miracles. Miracles is an office. Benny Hinn has this ministry. Oral Roberts had this ministry. It's an office of miracles. It's an office. Amen. Then gifts of healings. Catherine Kuhlman. She was in the office of miracles, right? You watch any of her meetings. Miracles were just rampant. Pastor Art's spiritual father Ed DeFrane, before he passed away, was in the office of miracles. Benny Hinn included. Amen. The miraculous. After that, the office of miracles, the office of healings, the office of healings as well. I just made friends with a, a minister named Billy Burke. He's out in Tampa, Florida, and the healing anointed on that man. whoo, Jesus! And I got him. I, hopefully, I hope he's coming out to Pastor Art's church. Amen. He he agreed to that, so we'll see what what happens there. And I'll let you know. And then we'll get, amen. But, I've gotten a lot from that man's ministry. And he operates distinctively in the healing office. Amen forever. And come to find out he's from Tampa, raised in Pittsburgh, went to all the Catherine Kuhlman meetings, was healed in the Catherine Kuhlman meeting at the age of nine or something. And I told him, I was just in Pittsburgh with Jonathan. He's like, it's amazing. He soft spoke. It's amazing how the Lord passes the torch. You know, she, he was under Catherine. I told my connection with Benny Hinn and his private chef. And it's all connected, the common thread. But he got saved under Chuck Smith in Costa Mesa. And come to find out, so did Pastor Art, Chuck Smith. And there's a movie coming out next month on Calvary Chapel with, with Chuck Smith. And it's a documentary, a movie about it. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. But praise God. Look at that that move right here in our own backyard. And then Azusa Street was just, what, 40 miles north of that? Revival, they don't call this the pioneer state for no reason. Revival is going to come from here again, amen. Say, I'm ready. ready. Get ready, amen. It's going to come from you. It's going to come from me, amen. And when you catch fire, the world will, amen. Praise God forever and the church will. Praise Jesus forever. Then the gifts of healings. Then the office of helps circle helps no one teaches on this except Buddy Bell that I know from Texas the office and ministry of helps is an office in the church so you're not volunteers whoever helps here that's not scriptural volunteer is not in the Bible but the office and ministry of helps is and I believe that's the greatest office there is is the ministry of helps and you're going to get paid from Jesus amen The laborer's worth is higher if you're in that office in ministry and called to the ministry of helps. That would be greeting, that would be ushering, that would be controlling the camera, taking up the offering, you know, filling the communion. Those are all ministry of helps. I'm helping pastor out, I'm helping the church out, and there's no greater fulfillment. I know when I served for eight years at Foothill Family as an usher and on the prayer team, there was no greater fulfillment than bringing Pastor Mike his water and putting it right under his pulpit making sure his pulpit was clean. And I was fulfilled. I would leave church full. And it enabled me to receive everything he said during that service. Because I sowed into him first. And God rewarded me. That's the ministry of helps. I was not a volunteer. I submitted myself into the ministry and the office of help. Amen forever. Are you getting something from this? Yeah. Praise God. Then there's an office of administrations. Clarissa has this. teacher has this. There's many who have... Linda has this. It's an office of administrations. Administrator would be a world term for it. I'm hiring you as my administrator. That's an office. Administration. You know just how... It just comes natural to you. You just know how to run the ministry. Or you know how to go to Staples and print things. It's like, how do you do that? You know how to put a stamp on an envelope and make it out to the right address. I I don't... I, I can try, you know? But I need help. Come on! <laughs> We're better together, amen. I'm really just called to, to study and to preach and to pray, amen. Everything else, I, I don't know. <laughs> I can usher, yeah, when I'm with Pastor Art, I can take care of it and enter into my ministry of health real easy because I'm trained in that. I can go back there, but that's eh, amen. <laughs> Everyone's individual, but everyone works together. We're better together, Pastor Rick Warren always said. We're better together. Amen. You know, when I started signed up for the children's ministry from the 2 to 6 bracket, because I was like, that's my favorite age. They start developing personalities, and they can talk back. Age 2 to 6, there were 30 kids in our class. But I went to sign up for that ministry of helps, helping in the children's department. And I walk into the office to turn in my application. Here comes Pastor Rick in his office. And you know what he did? It struck me forever. He got down on his hands and knees and said, we're not worthy. We're not worthy. And I was like, oh no. Jesus. <laughs> I better I better cut the carpet, you know, get no. out. He's above me, he's my pastor, amen. And I just that marked me the humility of that man. That's why he had so much, that's why the Lord took him so far. And still is. Amen. But I signed up for the children's ministry. I was there for a year until the Lord moved me on. And the two to six bracket and I had thirty kids in my class one day. And I'll never have told this story before. This one little kid, man. And there were some cute kids. Thirty of them. I love I loved it. Ministry of Health, amen. And then you know the teacher you know, he comes in as he working children's too, teaching. And uh <laughs> you know that we've served them um, those goldfish crackers and apple juice. And this one kid at the boomerang table raised up his cup. It was silent. More juice, yeah! <laughs> so I'm marking you, buddy. <laughs> You don't place as a man, but <laughs> I'm the teacher here. I just ignored him, and then I filled everyone else's cups. And he said again, more juice, yeah! he Looked at me with fire in his eyes, and I just went around filling everyone else's cups and juice. And I came up there, and said, What do you say? <laughs> Please. Magic. <laughs> <"Here> <laughs> But serving, amen, you start out somewhere where you're called to start and you just, God anoints it and blesses you through it. I mean, security teams everywhere, these churches I've been to, they're blessed men, just serving, not volunteering in the Ministry of Helps and called into that ministry. Papa John, man, he's called into the Ministry of Helps. I've never seen anyone serve like Papa John. He's intense. <laughs> it's amazing. It's a gift. It's a calling. It's an office, Amen. And you get rewarded from God. You're doing it unto the Lord, not to me. You know, you're doing it unto God. And God rewards you heavily. So expect that. The ministry of helps, administrations, and then varieties of tongues. This is an office. And he's referring here, he wants everyone to speak in tongues, he says later in the chapter. I wish you all pray in other tongues. But the ministry and office of tongues, Barbara White and her husband had that. She would give a, uh, she would speak out a tongue of a service, and then her husband would interpret it and it become prophecy. And he operated it under the prophetic mantle, because he was always interpreting times. So interpretation of times, the giving of a tongue, with its interpretation, is the spirit of prophecy. That's the same as a prophetic word, amen? It's the spirit of prophecy. So these are all you can say gifts, but they're positions their ministries, their offices. He says, Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles? Do all have gifts of healings? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? Speaking with tongues and interpreting, a gift and an office. But earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. This is how the gifts flow. These are how the gifts function. And chapter 13, which everyone knows, it's read at every wedding, almost ever, is on love. Amen. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, get that, every time you speak with tongues, it's an angelic language. That's why you can go to a church, we all pray in tongues, and the atmosphere shifts. And you can feel God, it's electric, the air is charged, because angels are attending to your words. Amen. It's their language. So they understand it, report it back to the Father, that's how you get your prayers answered, is through praying in your supernatural language, with the gift of other tongues. And Paul said, I wish you all, pray in other tongues. And then he said, I pray in tongues more than you all to the Corinthian church. And we have two-thirds of the New Testament written by that man who said that. The only one on record saying, I pray in tongues more than you all. Praise God. So that's a powerful gift. And the gift of tongues, the evidence of speaking in other tongues fell upon all 120. Not one of them was left out. Those who pressed into God got the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Not one member left out. If you want it, you can have it. Jesus said, ask and you shall receive. All he's waiting on is for you to ask him. And then he can come in. He's a perfect gentleman. He won't enforce himself on anyone without your authority. You have authority. And he won't violate your authority because he's the one that gave it to you. Amen. I say, Holy Spirit, flow in this service. Holy Spirit, come through with the evidence of speaking in new tongues. Holy Spirit, come in now, in Jesus' name. I give you authority over this congregation. I give you authority over my lips and everybody here. Have your way in us. Have your way with us. In Jesus' precious name. And if you agree with that, say amen. 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 you got to welcome in the Holy Ghost, and in he comes. Amen. He loves to be with you. He said, here am I. Send me to earth. I'll go. Just like Jesus. I'll go. He loves being with you. So get to know him. He's a perfect gentleman. He'll escort you to any dinner you go. Make a dinner reservation for yourself and the Holy Ghost. He'll take you out. He's a perfect gentleman. He'll get the door for you. He'll give you favor there. You know, I said it at the service. Surely goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And the Lord told me two weeks ago, start looking behind you more often. And so I have. Lord, do you want me to minister to this person? Do they have something for me to take for you? The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. Surely goodness and mercy will follow you. So start looking behind you more often and see who's behind you because they're carrying some blessings. Again, the unconscious obedience of the unbeliever. God can use anybody, amen? And he has. He's used a a lot of people who aren't saved. Amen, forever. Say, God, use me. me. (laughs) Here am I. Amen. Amen. Sorrow not, Jesus said, sorrow not, let your mourning be turned into dancing and your sorrow into joy. Mourn not, weep not, I comfort the faint-hearted. I'll never leave you or forsake you. The joy of the Lord is your strength, therefore refuse to let Satan take it from you, that foul thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I have come to give you life, and life in full, life more abundantly he's ministering to your heart right now say i sorrow not sorrow is not for me i rejoice i enter into his presence through praise and thanksgiving thank you for all you've done for me i focus on you the solution not the problems anymore thank you for raising me up with yourself and seating me together with you in heavenly places far above all principality powers might and dominion and above every name that's named say i won't let them affect me any longer i cast that burden on you lord and i let it go for good amen does that help so much? Praise Jesus. Your cares aren't yours if you got Jesus in your ship. Don't pick them back up, just keep them casted. Amen. You know you have a loved one that got, went on, you know was born again, saved and went to heaven. Christian funerals are so much different than the world's. They're celebrations of life, is what they should be called. What a life he lived, what a life they lived. I refuse to sorrow. Sorrow is actually selfish. Rejoicing where they're at. Rejoicing that they're in heaven in paradise. That's where the victory is. I praise you, Father. Oh, they're in glory with you. Where the streets are made of gold. Walking in heaven with their Lord. Oh, I wish I was there. Take me. <laughs> Rejoice. They're in a better place than you. So turn that sorrow into joy. Turn your weeping into gladness. Put on the spirit of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Don't touch it in your thought life. Don't touch sorrow. It's not of your hand. It doesn't belong to you. Sorrow not. Toil not. God's got you. Amen forever. So he's talking about love here. Where's my timer? (laughs) 11.30? What do I normally go to? I have no concept of time. I mean, with the business, I have to, and with the kids and everything, but I don't know what happens under the anointing. Hey, weaknesses come out, strengths come out, time goes out. (laughs) Got to keep me on track. I'm at 35 minutes, amen. All right, let's finish up here. Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I am become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. Meaning if you operate in any of the gifts, if you're not doing it in love, it's off. You can pray in tongues all day. Why aren't my prayers getting answered? What the heck's going on? I'm not receiving. If you don't do it in love, if you're not steadfast in your royal law and commandment of love, they will profit you nothing. Okay? A great book to read this year is Kenneth Hagin's Hagen's Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits. And it'll show you why the motives behind why people do what they do. And if the motive's not right, it's not right. Amen. If it's for selfish gain or selfish ambition, if you're not willing to lay down your life, the motive's off. That means the plan's off, your pursuit's off, and it ain't of God. And I want to be in God's perfect will. How about you? I want to be in the center of God's will, especially as the world's in chaos. I want to be in the eye of the storm where all is well and all is at peace. Amen. Amen. Praise God forever. So what's your purpose for the gift you're ministering in? Why are you saying what you're saying? Is it for the edification of all? Or is it for selfish ambition and notoriety? Are you saying what you're saying for you? Or is it really from the heart for somebody else? And if it's not grounded in love, it's going to be wiped away. It will profit you nothing. Why waste your life? Why waste your words, your energy, and your time? Speak what God says. Jesus said, I only say what my father says. He waited. Slow to speak, quick to hear. He said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. He didn't say, He "He who has mouths to speak, let him speak. He said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. It's so funny how many baby Christians, when you're following ministers on YouTube or whatever, comment like they have their own personal ministry and override what the minister just said. You're an infant. Who's your spiritual father? Who are you ordained under? You know, Who gave you your ministry? Like, Why are you speaking over the one who has way more success and prominence and who's God's honored? Well, Why are you speaking over them? I don't get it. And I go to, to meetings, and in the back room in the speaker's room, there's these young ministers speaking, and I just want to shut them up. I always offer them a mint or gum to shut them up. I say, with all these great ministers who've been doing it 40 and 50 years, You can't keep your mouth shut like a little kid, you know? It says, rebuke not an elder. Humble yourself, amen? Glean, listen, be quick to hear, slow to speak. Slow to anger, slow to wrath, you know? And Proverbs, Solomon, King Solomon said, you should do more listening than talking. (laughs) Amen, forever. Because we're always listening for the voice of the Lord, and then when you speak that, whoo, Lives change. Unity flows. The pastor ends up confirming the word you just gave. Amen. It's all in unity. It's all in one. It's a boxcar going somewhere to happen, Amen. Amen. The train is connected. There ain't a caboose that's unsevered. Amen. That's severed. There ain't the locomotive that's severed from the caboose. It's all connected. Carrying the necessary equipment all throughout the United States. Together. Better together. Amen. Praise Jesus. So swift to hear, slow to speak. This is what love does. We were talking on the way here. That we don't, I've, I've seen it too. There's men who come to the conferences, that kind of thing. And when they're married, you know, I don't usually see their wives. They're they're back at home. So his faith grows and her faith drops and they're not symmetrical anymore. But you both have to grow at the same time together. So when I come home, I try preaching to her. That's why Friday went so long. <laughs> I want to impart everything I just heard. I have a clock. See me in the back like this? <laughs> I apparently didn't. I thought I was preaching to her. Guess not. I cracked. I cracked. I cracked. I said, you got in the flesh. Everyone said it was spiritual. You're the only one who was waving your watch in the back. I said, you cracked. I didn't get in the flesh. You got in the flesh. And I said, Lord, I regret. <laughs> time can keep you on time. Go figure. Amen. <laughs> Amen Let's move on You forgive me? <laughs> All is well Don't let bitterness come in I hope that wasn't the sour taster in your mouth The next morning It was my husband Who didn't stop on time I'm expecting an Amazon package this week With a huge clock and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it'll be From Clarissa anyway. <laughs> And then I know one of y'all is going to give me a timer. And I hope it's a rooster. I, there used to be a timer as a kid for school for school kids, and it was this rooster, and it would say, when the, when the alarm went off, it would say, hey, baby, wake up. It's time to go to school. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wanted that clock so bad. I like those little cartoon things. They make you happy in the morning, put Mickey on your nightstand, something happy, instead of this horrible, ugly alarm clock that's yelling at you. Eh, uh, eh. Uh. Who wants to wake up to that? Amen. It's not an alarm clock if you have a good one. It's an opportunity clock. (laughs) Who wants to be alarmed the first thing in the morning? What the heck? (laughs) It's an opportunity clock. I I started calling it that. This is my opportunity clock. I want to get up. I want to get up. (laughs) Invest in an opportunity clock. Amen forever. Pursue love. Chapter 14 says... And desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. Get that in you. Every time you speak in the unknown tongue, you're speaking directly to your Father. For no one understands him. However, in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies, here we go. you got to highlight and underline this verse. Anyone who is claiming to be a prophet has to operate here for a long time first. This will be staples. The gift of prophecy will be a staple in his ministry. And these three things will be happening every time he speaks. Billy Graham was a prophet. These three things happened every time he gave a message. And he made a vow with the Lord. He said, I want at least 70 verses in every sermon I preach. I vow that to you, Father. At least 70 verses in every message. Go listen to him. 70 verses. He vowed out to God. But a true prophet will always be operating in these three things. But he who prophesies speaks edification. Circle that. Edification means to build up. They will never be words that tear you down, they will never be words of judgment or condemnation. They will always be words that lift you. When someone prophesies in one of our services, they will be words that lift the congregation. That lift you, not put you in oppression or fear or unbelief. They'll always lift the surface. When someone hands you the microphone, the words that come out of your mouth that the Holy Spirit will give you in that instance will be words that edify. Amen forever. He speaks unto edification, uplifting, and exhortation, encouragement. You'll always be encouraged when you hear the voice of a prophet or a true Bible prophecy. You won't wonder, huh? <laughs> what? What do I do with that? No, that's off. <laughs> you know? You'll be encouraged. It will always confirm what you have in your spirit. Prophets don't lead the church. Prophecy should not lead the church. It will always confirm the still small voice in you already. Yeah, that's right. You just have you just bear witness with it. That's correct. That's it. Thank you for confirming that. In the mouth of two or three witnesses, I'll confirm every word he said. Thank you. That's the voice of prophecy. But he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, encouragement, and comfort to all men. Prophecy will comfort you. It won't irritate you like that girl with the spirit of divination did Paul for three days. That is a spirit of divination. That's a devil, amen? It's got to be cast out. It will always comfort men. That's the Holy Ghost. It's His gift. He's the Comforter, right? So a true voice of prophecy will always bring you comfort and peace, and it'll lead you out with peace and with joy. That's one reason. That's how I follow the Holy Ghost and the Lord. If I don't have peace with it, I don't do it. If there's not peace, He leads me forth in peace. He's the Prince of Peace. If you don't have peace with it, don't do it. Amen. You're gonna get on a plane. You don't have peace. Don't cancel your flight. Amen listen listen to the voice that's in you so comfort these are all three ministries of prophecy and of the prophet i wish you all spoke with tongues because he who prophesies edifies the church but he who speaks in tongues builds himself up so you got to be built up in tongues before you get to church so you can prophesy to build someone else up amen the gift of tongues is the paddle or the spoon to the whole pot, to the whole pot of the holy ghost it stirs up all the other eight gifts, the gifts of tongues. It'll stir up that gifts of healing to you, the gift of miracles, the gift of special faith, wisdom, knowledge. It'll stir up all these gifts. Praying in other tongues will. So if you're not praying in tongues, you're probably not doing much. But as you pray in tongues, that's the Christians who catch fire. That's who's, That's the Christians just like Jesus who changed the earth. I've met many of Baptist ministers, and the moment, like Smith Wigglesworth, for instance, the moment John G. Lake, all oh, of John Wesley, the moment they got baptized in the Holy Ghost is when their ministries took off. Well, that's just Jesus. He didn't do one miracle until the Holy Ghost fell upon him like a dove. You can't live in this world as a Christian without the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You need the Holy Spirit in your life. With the gift, the evidence of speaking it in tongues. That's how you know you've received them. He always comes with that evidence of speaking in new times. And I'm available anytime. I've baptized many a folk, even out on the streets in the Holy Ghost. and they immediately start speaking in new times. That's the confirmation they received him, the gift giver. The gift confirms the gift giver. Amen, forever. Y'all getting something from this message. All right, let's wrap up. <laughs> I don't want to preach past the anointing ever again. I want to get stoned. <laughs> Jesus just passed right through the myth. <laughs> Forgive me, Father. I know what I've done. <laughs> My wife made that very clear to me. Forgive her, Father. She knows not. <laughs> Relationships. I pray over every relationship here this morning, in Jesus' precious name. I bless every person, every divine relationship in Jesus name and I personally sever every relationship that's not of God in Jesus precious name right now, I cut them out of your life in the name of Jesus those who would pull you down and take you under not those who would lift you up, encourage and comfort you and take you higher, we bind the devil and looking through them in Jesus precious name right now, and we call in new friends, new relationships new brethren, new sistrens fathers and mothers in the faith even, sons and daughters in the faith even, to surround you that your joy may be full. Who you surround yourself with matters most. So we praise you, Father, for divine relationships in this place. Spouses, if you're believing for a spouse here and online, in Jesus' precious name, that that they're the right one. And Father, we submit to you to choose our friends just as we choose our spouses with very intentional intent, because they're going to be reflecting the rest of our lives. So, Father, please surround us with those who lift us and who bring us into our wealthy place, our promised land. Send us the Joshua's and the Caleb's to surround us in this church and everybody here in it, and those watching online as well, our partners and friends. Divine relationships at the start of this year to carry out 2023, as good as it can be. In 2023, you shall rejoice and see. And if you agree with that, say amen. 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 Well, give God a hand clap. Praise Jesus. We're going to take up our tithes and offerings, give you a chance to increase your income. Father, we thank you that giving is never losing. Giving is always gain in the kingdom. And we've given ourselves out of nothing and into everything. And it ain't, it ain't in and here. We're going higher to the next level. I'll never stop sowing. And I'll never stop reaping. I'll never stop tithing. I'll be on record as saying that because it's what's taken us from ashes to beauty from nothing to everything. So Father, we give to you today. If you like, you can make a check out to Elisha Mark Ministries or Word at the Ranch. You can text to give. That's number 44321 and just text Word at the Ranch. You can give online at ElishaMarkMinistries.com and you can also Zell now and it's my first and last name at Gmail that goes right into the ministry account. God forever. That's Elisha, not Alicia. E-L-I-S-H-A, <laughs> the last name is hard to spell, look it up, <laughs> at junehill.com. <Be laughs> I need to start a Venmo for the business as well. You know, Jonathan Shuttlesworth, he said, when uh, the Lord was dealing with him to start accepting stocks from people, he started a, a stock company, and he slid the paperwork over to set that up in his ministry, and the moment he did, someone called and said, hey, do you have a uh, giving set up to transfer stocks to you? I want to do that the moment he did that so if you create the vat if you give God the pot your accounts to work with he'll fill them amen <coughs> praise God forever that goes for your sa- if you don't have a savings account you don't have a storehouse so what can God fill so that's the first part is to start a savings account and then investments accounts and go from there so God has something to fill and then wave it up in your phone and say, God, here's my savings account. I call the blessed, and you told me you're going to fill it. This is my storehouse. Amen? Praise God. You're a man of your word. I give you all the praises. And he's done that for us. But he's got to have something to work with. And that's what giving is. It gives him a seed to grow. It gives him something to work with. Amen? No seed, no harvest. People wonder, why am I struggling financially? I can bet they're not givers and they're not sowers. You'll see people increase, as we have, through giving. We live to give. We work to give, not to live. My boss, my employer, my paycheck is not my income. God's my income, and he's always outdone and outlasted. Any boss, any job I've ever had. Jerry Savell tells his board every year, I'm going to make more this year than my salary. And every year he's increased. And he hasn't changed his salary. Because wealth just comes, amen? Harvest just comes in. So forever, Father, we pray over our offering today in Jesus' precious name. And all our partners online and all our partners here who give in the beginning of the month or wherever they tithe and sow their seeds, we bless their seeds in Jesus' precious name. Finances are essential in the kingdom of God. Therefore, we call more into them now in Jesus' precious name. I thank you for turning little into much for them in Jesus' precious name, that they can give their way up just as we have. And we cannot give you. Thank you, Father. We pray over this offering today and we bless it. And we thank you for a 30, 60, and 100-fold return. I heard someone say, I don't need that. I'm good. No, you're not good. Go give it to your grandchild then. You know, you get some money, go give it. It's not just for you. You should have all your giving as part of your needs list at home. What I want to give this year to these ministers, this church, this ministry. That should be part of your needs list. And guess what? God will honor them. And then write Philippians 4.19. My God supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Giving works. It's just scripture. Amen. He who sows sparingly will reap sparingly, but he who sows bountifully will reap also bountifully. Amen. That's just work. You can't increase without seed, you cannot increase financially without giving. You know, I've met billionaires. And they suck. <laughs> their families suck. They have all this money because they can't give it. It's their God. And they can't let go of it. Therefore, their lives suck because they're not generous. But the scriptures say the wisest, richest men that lived, King Solomon said, the generous soul will prosper. Not the stingy hold it back soul. But the generous soul will prosper. So God will always start you with what little you have and increase you more and more and more as you stay committed and faithful. If you can't tithe, you can't follow Christ. He always starts with the least, which is money. If you can't be faithful with money, he can't entrust the true riches of the kingdom to you, he said. So we're faithful here, amen? We're faithful to give. We're faithful to sell. Every meeting I go in, I make sure I have a seed, a notebook, and my Bible. That's just standard. I'll never enter a meeting without a seed on my notebook to take notes with, and my Bible, those three things. Amen. And see what God will do for you. Praise God forever. You know, when it comes to giving, people get weird. But there's over 2,350 verses in the Bible on how to handle your wealth, and giving's at the top. If you want to prosper, you just have to become a giver. And he started us with a dollar. Then he graduated us to $10. Then he graduated us to 100, then 1,000, then 5,000. Amen forever. Tithing and giving. And receiving. So your giving produces. It's never lost in the kingdom. It's always gained when you give it to God. Your harvest is coming in. Amen forever. If you're a sower, you're a harvester. Cannot separate those both. I'm Elisha Menanzi with Elisha my I approve this message. Thanks for coming out today. We love you guys. Be being blessed. We're a little late for communion. We're supposed to say, feel free to leave if you want to. We have communion in the back for those who want to stay and do communion with us. Amen. Amen. My, my retreat announcement. Your retreat? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You That's it. Whatever you want to do. I want to stay please. Okay. Really quick, if someone does have to leave for any reason.